0: Welcome to Inside the NCAA. I'm Corbin McGuire, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Sandra Jordan, Chancellor of South Carolina Aiken, a member of the NCAA Board of Governors, and Chair of the Division II President's Council. Chancellor Jordan, thanks for joining us.
1: Hi, Corbin. It's nice to be with you. It's been a momentous week.
0: As you're well aware, and we're a part of the Division II President's Council, made the extremely difficult decision to, to cancel fall 2020 championships recently there was obviously a lot going on that day with the Board of Governors directives and that obviously played a, a role in the, the decision but can, can you kind of just take us through that decision the discussion that led to it and kind of how the President's Council came to that conclusion.
1: Well, thank you for that question. I first would say that the President's Council is made up of individuals from across the United States. They are presidents and chancellors of colleges and universities, and they do this work, of course, voluntarily for NCAA because they care deeply about um, college sports and our student-athletes. Division two, in general places the well-being of student athletes first and foremost in every discussion and in every decision that we make. We always begin with the student first. And that was no different uh, yesterday when we were having the conversations about what to do with championships in the fall. So the Board of Governors had issued directives related to how we safeguard student athletes, and their well being, their health and well being throughout this coming year. And we looked at those um, directives and talked about those. We already know that 11 of our 23 Division II conferences had announced that they would be unable to go forward with the traditional fall season for student athletics. Um, And of course, one of the reasons for that um, has to do with whether or not in their location and their state, they have access to appropriate testing, whether their state has any kind of rules and regulations about crowds gathering in order to host events in front of a crowd. Um, There are many, many things that go into the decisions made by individual institutions and their conferences about the fall season. So we took a look at that as well. We know that the Board of um, Governors had suggested, uh, recommended and actually made a policy that we had to have at least 50% of our institutional conferences, our institutions within conferences, um, uh, willing to hold a traditional fall season and championships in order to move forward. We feel that we will see more conferences uh, make the decision to suspend fall athletics um, because of um, the rules that were passed down from the Board of Governors this week. But right now we're skating on the edge of our 50 percent. We then looked at the cost of moving our championships because every single president and chancellor sitting on the, um, the the council for D2 does not want to suspend a season for our athletes to have a chance to go to competitions. Championships are one of the hallmarks of D2, and having a great championship experience is very important to each member of D2 council. So we looked at the costs, and the costs were quite prohibitive. Then we looked at locations. Where could we place these venues if we needed to? That was raising a lot of challenges as well. Could we find enough officials to officiate games? That was also um, a predicted challenge. So all in all, facing what's best for our students and our athletes, both with health and well-being, what was impossible to rise to in the financial realm of delaying our championships to spring and doing all of them in spring, Um, the administrative issues of finding the right venues and officials and, and even dealing with things like travel of teams right now, Um, made it impossible for us to make the decision to move our championships all to the spring. So that left us very little choice. um, And it looked like the wisest thing to do, considering all of these issues, would be to simply cancel um, the fall and try to maintain winter and spring. Let's not forget that our student athletes last spring lost a chance to have championships. So we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that doesn't happen again, assuming that we have more access to appropriate testing and testing packets in enough abundance that we can meet the um, requirements set forth by the Board of Governors.
0: That's such a good point. Chancellor Jordan, you kind of detailed that this decision was not made lightly. No. The, the council went through every option to provide this opportunity for student-athletes and it just didn't, there wasn't an option at the end of the day. And I want to, a lot of things I've read or heard is why now? Why did this decision have to be made now, especially as it relates to the spring option? And uh, uh, can you kind of give some light onto the the timeline and why this decision needed to be made now?
1: Well, the last thing we would want would be for our student athletes to come to campus in the fall not knowing what the decisions would be. That's one of the reasons the Board of Governors requested that each of the divisions make their decisions uh, by mid-August. But I think every president and um, certainly every president and chancellor in D2 did not want for any student to say oh man you could have told us beforehand and we would have made a different decision you know we're in this business for one reason you know we we don't we don't take these positions in higher education and then by extension on our council uh, for for um, you know our fame and glory and money Uh, because there's not much of any of that. Um, We take these because we care deeply about student success, student opportunity, our students having rich futures so that they can compose uh, a life that is well-rounded and healthy um, and provides opportunity for both them and in many cases for their families. So we made that decision of uh, letting, making the decision now instead of waiting, uh, one, because the Board of Governors asked those decisions to be made by the middle of August, but also because uh, we did not want to wait so long that our student athletes uh, might not have a choice.
0: You've had an opportunity to serve on the Board of Governors the last few years, and obviously done a lot of work in this last year. With the directives that were released this week, can you kind of give a behind-the-curtains peek of the motivation from the board to, to make these directives, especially as it relates to the health and well-being of student-athletes?
1: I read an article this morning that said, you know, the Board of Governors has kicked things down the road. But honestly, I think um, one of the things I really admire about this organization is their sense of shared governance. So it takes time. This is not a corporation driven from the top down for decision making. This is a membership organization where members have a voice in the governance of the NCAA. And that takes time to bring groups together to hear the issues, to weigh in on them, and to share those with other groups who then make decisions along the way. So we have a management council, we have our athletic directors get together within our conferences, our women who lead uh, female sports have a voice, our coaches have a voice, I mean, on and on and on. We have this elaborate um, structure. It's sometimes hard to understand the structure because it is so elaborate, but it's elaborate by um, design so that the members who make up the NCAA have appropriate dialogue and decision-making. So the time had come after hearing from our membership groups to make a decision. And um, one of the things that was very important was the direction we were receiving from the Sports Science Institute. And that Sports Science Institute provided a remarkable document, very detailed document about how we keep our students healthy during frankly, this very unusual moment in time, an international pandemic. um, And it's not like I've been in this field 35 years, by the way. It's not like I've gone through an international pandemic before. So this is kind of new stuff. And we need to rely on the experts in the field So, I would say there were two primary things driving the Board of Governors behind the scenes. One was the very strong determination that we must always safeguard the student athlete. So, that's number one. The second was that we wanted to be driven by the science of this COVID 19 virus, not by politics, not by gossip, not by you know, the pressure brought to bear by whatever outside group, but by the science. And so having the sport weigh in on how we should manage our students who, athletes who come down with COVID-19, when might they go back to practice? When might they compete again? Or what's the best way to test our athletes and form bubbles around our athletes and and coaches and other close members who are working with them. You know, I've been spending a lot of time working with my university here and our partners on how we keep a classroom safe. And I'm telling you, it's not nearly as difficult as keeping athletes safe. So really being driven by the desire to safeguard our student athletes and being driven by the science and the reports we're receiving by experts in the field, that was really very much in the thoughts and on the tongues of the members of the Board of Governors as we discussed these issues.
0: All very valid points and solid rationale, obviously, to follow the science. But no matter what you tell people, especially student athletes, fall student athletes, they're hurting right now, um, having that opportunity taken away this season. Um, and it's unfair, and there is no fairness right now. Uh, from your perspective, you, you work with your, with students and student athletes and coaches and administrators. What is your message to them? What will it be um, as it relates to the struggles they're going through right now to, to kind of deal with this?
1: This is a moment in time. We do not know the long-term impacts of COVID-19 on the human body. So if our students were put in a position to um, not be able to remain well during the semester, we don't know what that impact is going to be at 20 years later when they're older adults. So we want to operate uh, using the best information we have at this moment in time and in a respectful way toward our students that protects them long-term. Wellness has to do with being able to do what you love and interacting. But right now, we have to put some controls on that piece so that we can help them have balanced lives, but
0: also safe lives. Chancellor Jordan, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing some insight on what led to an incredibly tough decision. Um, We really appreciate it.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure to be with you. My heart goes out to every athlete who's been preparing for this fall, and hopefully they'll hang in there and have other opportunities in the future.
0: That does it for this edition of Inside the NCAA. I'm Corbin McGuire. Thanks for tuning in.